0: We're sort of discovering the problem and the solution as we go and we're trying to present more to that than just, as we were saying before, that whole bodybuilding thing. And that's going to take time because if we're writing a new script in Australia, uh, we've got a, a huge potential for success and, and for introducing amazing products to those people and you know giving them access. But we've also got – all that work is cut out for us to do because no one – yeah, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. No one's done it yet, so we get to do it, but we got to do it. We're going to do all the, the work. All right,
1: what's up everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Behind the Subs and uh, I think everyone knows our mission statement at Behind the Subs, which is demystifying the supplement industry. Our tagline being the stories behind your supplement labels. And uh, you know, Justin and I I uh, started this podcast a while back. We, we were basically interviewing a lot of the the friends we had in the industry. Um, that trend, of course, is continuing. But also what we're doing is we're expanding the people that we bring on the show. Uh, we had a lot of guys from North America and America. And, and recently we had John on from South Africa. And today we have a special guest and, and a friend, uh, Lloyd, um, all the way from Australia, who's going to talk about his store, The Cave, that's absolutely crushing it in Australia right now and get a little more of a take of what it's like, um, you know, getting into supplements, um, outside of the States, the stories that we don't really hear, uh, much before, man. So Justin, I'm super excited, man.
2: Yeah, man. I know this one, I'm really excited for this one. Cause I think this one, um, being, it's, it's funny to me cause when I first, when the supplement snoop idea sort of came up, I don't know if I was just like naive and thinking, okay, how can we fix things for people, say, at my gym or at the local vitamin shop or the local GNC. But it's like, you don't really think, I think at the time, how global this all is. And right when I first started getting on Instagram and things like that, um, some of the first people that really jumped on board with what we were doing were from Australia. And I'm like, it's just never, like, I never thought that. Like I never thought that would happen. So then once i started talking to them more learning they have you know different laws different legal things different totally different supplements and brands so i'm just this is really exciting for me cuz it's like now you know we we talked about we want to have store owners on there because i've always said from the beginning like i think the retailers play such a pivotal crucial role in this whole thing with education and connecting customers with the right supplements so to combine all that stuff like the international market that fascinates me, and then the retail market, be I'm just, I'm super excited
1: for this. I can't wait. Yeah, um, absolutely, man. I, I echo those uh, sentiments. So, uh, without further ado, uh, Lloyd, I wanted to, um, you know, get right into it. I, you know, I think um, just speaking a few minutes about, you know, introducing yourself, but mostly about what kind of your kind of your role is in the space, and and how did you get started with your store, the Cave. Um, and then we we did get a, quite a few questions on Instagram, which we'll get to at the end as well. But maybe giving us just somewhat of your background, um, you know, I I've read some of your stuff about you know going into the space, not really being in the industry, and then starting your store. So maybe just just painting some picture, man. I think it'd be fantastic.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, super excited to be on this. By the way, guys, thank you so much for inviting me on. Um, yeah, so look, we're, we're kind of newer to the space, especially the physical store space. We had an online store for about three, four years before I did this uh, with my partner Tomomi, and um, we've sort of come with a lot of fresh ideas and a different view of the whole thing because we were the ultimate customers. I mean, I've been a supplement nerd for a long time, and it took me a while to realize that that was a real passion of mine. You know, I just thought that's what everyone did—just got supplements and tried to optimize themselves—and I realized. I'm researching this stuff like three, four hours a day, you know. Um, So it was getting out of hand and I decided to jump right in. But before that, for a long time, I was in retail. So I I know retail and I worked for big companies like Apple before this and got really sick of the corporate structure and wanted to do my own thing. And so the two things sort of came together. I took a trip to Peru, uh, did ayahuasca, um, you know, Joe Rogan style. Well, actually, not Joe Rogan style, he hasn't done it, but Aubrey Marcus style. And came back and thought, fuck it, you know, we just sort of did it. Um, So that has led to really tapping into a consumer that we kind of had a hunch was undernourished in Australia. Um, And that hunch is sort of being confirmed. I mean, we're getting a lot better at it. We've got a long way to go. By no means have we made it yet. But the response has been amazing. And um, that kind of consumer is the informed consumer that you guys kind of tap into, you know. They they know ingredients, they know supplements, they know that the US has amazing products that we don't always get here, that aren't always imported here, and um, they've been kind of crying out for this for a long time. They've been paying expensive shipping, they've been doing their own research, and the things they've wanted to get just haven't been available a lot of the time. And so we're trying to fill that niche, and at the same time discover things that maybe they haven't even discovered. You know, We're trying to be the nerd for the nerds. Uh, and at the same time, it's also, we're trying to be a store for everybody. So we're trying to not break out of that mold of just like the bodybuilder scene. You know, a lot of Australia has just been in terms of substores, stores, it's always just been aimed at one niche. And that niche is either the bodybuilder or, you know, the young guys that kind of want to be bodybuilders. And it, it sort of excluded women a little bit. It's excluded the guys in the office that just want to get optimized and probably don't know that they can um excluded people who just want like a good lean physique to a degree that don't want you know kilos of creatine and mass gainer shakes um and and the biohacking crowd which is a new emerging kind of crowd that's finally got a name for themselves really um as well as you know that whole life extension thing that's coming up now it's another cool term i've heard and i really think that applies to a lot of people's goals so you know I came from working for other people doing retail with products that I wasn't necessarily as passionate about or I thought I was, but maybe it wasn't like technology products and things like that To uh, and being like an avid shopper, you know, the ultimate consumer of these kind of products to actually trying to open a store and fill the niche that I always sort of wanted filled in Australia that just sort of wasn't there, you know. And and that's how the cave came about. And, you know, we, we, we kind of like um, a slightly different flavor. You know, we're trying to be... Uh, how do you put it? Um, a little bit tongue in cheek, but at the same time, really honest. Um, we try everything. <laughs> I mean, that's why we love not to plug, you know, this isn't about that, but that's why we love products like Asos and how we got to know you guys. Yeah, it's because the product was awesome. You know, we don't really answer to anybody. Uh, we can order in whatever we want. I mean, within the bounds of the laws and, you know, funds pending. Um, Anyone that'll deal with this, we'll deal with them generally and we'll try their products. And if we really like it, that's when we get fanatical about it. And that's what kind of happened there. So it's just a natural, genuine progression for us. And I'm really enjoying being in that position where I can be. You know, I don't have to blow smoke. I don't really, you know, we get to call the shots a little bit. While we're this small, we have that nimble ability to be flexible uh, that some of the big players don't have. You know, they, they go in deep on a product uh, they saturate the market. Uh, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. We, hey, hats off to them. They're, they're the, the guys that are a long way ahead of us. But you know, they get sort of locked into um, one certain type of product for a long time, and consumers, you know, this is an ever-changing market. The better ingredients, better research comes out all the time, and people want access to that sort of stuff. And some of those big guys aren't nimble enough to be able to provide that to their customers. Um, and that's what we are trying to do. and what's what, so what we'll always do, even if we do get multiple stores, I don't think I'll ever change that. I don't want to change that. And it's much the same as a good supplement brand. They don't stick to one formula forever. You guys reformulate, you improve, you re-release it, you know you're always striving for that best product. And we're going to do the same with you know supplying those products to people. So that's a little bit of my backstory and the cave. I hope that covered some of it.
2: Yeah, man. I so I have I have about forty questions that I want to ask. After that was awesome, man. I think the first place I would want to start, the first thing you said that really uh, sticks out to me that I can relate to is being the ultimate consumer, the ultimate customer first. One thing, bringing sort of like a fresh perspective into one thing. I think we can say about the the supplement industry. there's a lot of copycatting going on. There's a lot of it's just this sort of machine that's sort of running a certain way. But like you pointed out, there's all these new customers. It's not for bodybuilders anymore. This is people that will never see the gym a day in their life are interested in supplements because they're interested in improving their lives. So getting into this space with with a fresh perspective is extremely important. But also got to be like kind of tough too because you're sort of trying to break into something but you said you saw a niche that wasn't being filled. So maybe this could you expand on that a little bit like maybe the difficulties of sort of getting people to change that viewpoint that the way the supplement industry seems to be like on one certain plane you're trying to alter that a little bit.
0: Yeah, man, that's a really good question and that you you seem to already get the challenge that we're having. The problem we're having is letting people know we exist um explaining what we're doing and why it's different and also finding better ways to present that lifestyle so they can understand that that could easily fit into their life like the problem they're trying to solve we got the solution for i keep doing this (laughs) um isn't that like that's from the office or something um So you know, it's education, obviously, and we do a lot of those videos on Instagram. I got some buddies that are good with that sort of stuff. Some PTs in the neighbourhood that we got to know that helped me do it. Um, I got another friend that's really good at kind of branding. Like he's just a gifted guy that's working a government job, and he he features on our blind pre episodes. He's the guy called Byron, and so you know we're trying to help him understand. It's like no, no, no. It's all right. Come in, like come into the store like they walk past and they're just like oh, I think it's the it's like the steroid stuff I don't know and we try to be like no no, no. like come on we yeah. got stuff we got single serve like we sell as off to single serve you can buy two caps right now and just try it you know you can do that with all the nootropics you can do that with all the pre workouts you know anything that's sensible to try in one dose we we basically do and um so we're really trying to use at the moment heavily instagram to to put forward that different perspective on supplements, um, we're trying to going to you know obviously get around and get to know our actual neighbourhood, um, and also we're trying to style our website a little differently to sort of show like what you can do, not so much just the product, you know, products, 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 products. I mean, that works to a degree, and the the traditional consumer knows those products a little bit and knows what they're looking for, and what they're looking for has usually been banned anyway. Um, but we're trying to more present, like, have you got this problem that you're trying to solve? Click here, and it'll take you through to a bunch of supplements that can help solve that problem, whether that's sleep or, you know, you know focus at work. But even then, I mean, I'm I'm discovering new challenges every day because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's a tough gig. Um, I still see people uh, using things that are inferior. You know, I know you guys must see this too. Um you know, they'll use a, a can of Mother or like, a, you know, the, the sugarless Mothers are maybe okay, but they'll use a can of Red Bull or a sugar energy drink when what they're really looking for is concentration, increased concentration levels. But what they think they're looking for is energy. Or on the flip side, what they're looking for is a boost in energy. And what they think they need is more caffeine. And, you know, that doesn't always give you a boost in energy if you've been having too much caffeine already. And your adrenal hormones are you know, being depleted from your kidneys, uh, which you need some theanine right under that or, you know, so on and so forth. So we're trying to help them understand their own bodies better. And I didn't even realize that we'd stumble on this when we started doing it. Um, we're, we're trying to help people get in tune with what the actual need is, because sometimes they think they need something and what they really need is a week off coffee. <laughs> or What they really need is a better sleep. And so they need some glycine or some you know, something that helps them get into a calm state of mind before bed so they can wake up refreshed. But they're continuing a vicious cycle because they're supplementing with, you know, coffee is the ultimate nootropic. It's the ultimate supplement that every everyone on this earth just about every day takes a supplement every morning, and that's it's a cup of coffee. And I don't realize there's ways to improve that coffee and pimp that up to be a much more yeah. effective tool uh, in their day. So, we're sort of discovering the problem and the solution as we go, and we're trying to present more to that than just, as we were saying before, that whole bodybuilding thing, and that's going to take time. Because if we're writing a new script in Australia, uh, we've got a, a huge potential for success and, and for introducing amazing products to those people and you know giving them access. But we've also got all that work is cut out for us to do because no one – it's, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. No one's done it yet, so we get to do it, but we've got to do it. We've got to do all the, the work, um, which is great. I mean, it's a good position to be in, uh, but you, you never know, right? Part of you always sort of has a little doubt in your mind, like uh, maybe no one wants this stuff, or maybe Australia just different. Maybe we're all meatheads out here. or um, you know, We've got a, a big gym culture for the small population we have. There's a huge percentage of people that work out, because we've got a lot of beaches. You know, We've got a lot of places to take your shirt off. Um so you can you can look at that and think oh damn like I think you know but no nah, man there's there's millions of people in offices right now working stressful jobs that just need a little ashwagandha they need a little azoth, they need a little theanine in their life and it's going to make it a hell of a lot better and uh once we help them know what what they could be having and how great their day could be going um then I think we're going to help a lot of people. And, you know, it's all about adding value. I mean, sure, you might make money as a result of that. Uh, but if you're not really adding any value to anyone's life, then you've got a pretty lousy business model. You know, you've got a lot of false convincing to do. And that's what the, the industry's been kind of known for in the past a little bit. You know, there's a little bit of hocus pocus, a bit of like, you know, snake oil. But those days are going. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that really does work. And there's a few things that are rubbish. and. A lot of that is dying off with the the sort of anabolic. You know, there's some great anabolic anabolic products. Don't get me wrong, but there was there was this trend for a while where all the money that was being made and it touched Australia too was just in, psalms and, uh, androgens and you know any crazy product that's going to claim you know double in size overnight. Um, and everyone w- was falling for that sort of marketing for a while. And it, gave, it gave us a bad name in this industry when. Really, that was just a small percentage of the operators out there trying to pump and dump, and a lot of that it hasn't gone too well for them in the long run. Uh, I'm not saying some of those compounds don't work. I'm not saying I didn't run them back in the day. Uh, like I sure did order that stuff from the U.S. and I completely ruined my body for a little bit because uh, I didn't know what I was doing. But um, you know, I learned a lot, and the freedom to do that um, is something that I personally believe in. But that's a side note. Um but you know that that was that and, and now we, we're trying to move into this new era. So yeah, man, in a long-winded way to answer your question, it, it's challenging, but um we're trying to do a lot of that through social media and I realize now that the international community like you guys um and some other people that I know in Canada now and in the UK uh, like Court Cooper. Can us kind of working together, you you know that guy for sure. I love that guy. (laughs) You love him? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I love him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a legend. Um, We're actually helping make that change. And it's not just for Australia. It's not just for the UK. It's not just for the US. We're sort of helping the whole, you know, I I don't want to say world because, sure, there's some countries maybe we're not touching that deeply. But we're helping the whole damn place understand supplements a little better. And, you know, we're getting some honest voices out there like yourself. Just calling it how it is with some subs, and it's not about like putting down subs that don't work for us. It's a very personal thing. Every formula, it might work for someone else. That you know, I don't like C4, but someone new coming off the street, uh, it might be the right supplement for them right now. And I still think it's better than a can of Mother or a a can of Red Bull. Um, You know, it's got the tyrosine in there. It's it's still a you know nice one two three punch, Um, but. Yeah. So we're sort of working together to do that. And I kind of realized like I had to look outside of just my own country and my own, you know, uh, people in the industry, which is, it's a great industry down here. If you guys ever come out to Australia, there's a great fitness expo that we do every year. Um, you know, Australia comes out and checks it all out, but you know, it's very vanilla. Um, you'd probably wish you're at paleo FX or whatever you got going on the Arnold's over there, you know, it would be obviously on a whole other level. Um, but, you know, Australia is a good little industry, some good people work in it. Um, and we're hoping to add a little spice to that that just takes it to a whole other level and a whole other audience too. So, but, you know, with your help, I'm able to do that. Um, and things like this really help. You know, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you letting me come on and just sort of, you know, talk a little bit about our stuff. So it means a lot.
1: Absolutely, man. And, you know, one of the things you were kind of just mentioning was products coming into Australia and, you know, kind of the product selection, how that works. And um, I know we got a couple of questions um, from our Instagram asking specifically about, you know, the laws in, in Australia, like how that affects what you can bring in and whether companies have to reformulate. If you can speak about that a little bit, how that affects what products that you can order, just from a legality standpoint, from anyone that's listening in, trying to start a company or wants to get more about We get a lot of questions about the FDA and all of that, um, you know, in our industry. So I want to hear from you how that is regulated in in Australia.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's a great question. And I'm learning a lot about that um, every day. Um, It's, um, you know, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. A lot of people complain in Australia. I've seen some other countries, you know, Agmatine's banned in the UK. Uh, You know, it's just a pump slash slight nootropic uh, vasodilator. Um, uh, you know, Tribulus is banned in, uh, I don't know, Russia. Like, you know, they, we've all got our little uh, bugbears in our countries where something just got seen by the wrong guy, wrong politician, or wrong department, and thought, you know, that's anabolic, it's killing children. Um, and, of course, it's not. Um, and we've got a little bit of that. But to be honest, most of the things that Australia's TGA bans, I kind of don't overly disagree with. It's like, ah, fair enough. I-, I like using that. But, yeah, I could see how someone might get it wrong and, you know, overdose Fenerbah and die. I mean, um, some kids died in Queensland with that. After that happened, they they banned that ingredient. It's a great ingredient for helping you sleep, for anxiety, but it does uh, have the ability to develop a dependency, I believe. Um, And so they they banned it. Um, the, The same goes for DMHA, DMAA. You know, we banned DMHA here probably a year and a half before you know i know some letters are getting sent out to companies over in the u.s now um so we already had that ben uh got banned fair enough you know some people there's some dehydration issues with that potentially you know people can go silly you know um you know it can be a bit of a nanny state in australia i mean it doesn't just apply to the supplement industry you should see how many speed cameras we got out here it's goddamn ridiculous you wouldn't want to drive in sydney um You you know, we had something called the lockout laws in Sydney. It's still going where uh, after one, uh, one in the morning, you can't go to another pub in and around certain uh, like a sectioned off area of the CBD because there was some drunken violence, you know, that was just occasionally happening. I mean, idiots uh, everywhere they exist. And sometimes we have to uh, put some controls in place to, to help manage. uh, I don't want to call everyone idiots, but you know, you could make a mistake with some of these supplements. So you can't get DMHA, you can't get DMAA, you can't get Fenobut, and you cannot get um, Yohimbine, HCL, HCI. I don't know, I see it written different ways. Uh, and that's because people were getting some anxiety from Yohimbine. And, you know, I've had that before. I've had too much Yohimbine. I thought I was going to die, but hey, I lived. And I burnt some fat <laughs> through that Alpha 2 Agnes as well. Um, but I still got a little bit of love handle, so I obviously didn't take enough. Um, So, you know, fair enough. Um, Some things still get in reworded, reformulated, retweaked. Uh, You know, the industry is renowned for doing that, and that doesn't exclude Australia either. And sometimes that goes unnoticed for a long time until they realize, hey, that's almost the same thing, and they they ban that too. Um, But for the most part, plenty of things are still available to to get in um, that are great. Um, Sinephrine. Some silly things are prescription only, uh, like melatonin uh i can think of probably one or two others i think selbutamine uh, there may be but it's okay under a certain dose and there's some things like that that are usually um there's some flexibility to get around i know one company out here uh, a really big australian company gets around a lot of these issues because um they still capsulate their product right so a lot of companies traditionally to get their product into australia they pull out the dmha and the yohimbine, do a little reformulation and send it in and when it's a powder It's considered a food uh, supplement, right? It falls under a different, um, you know, categorization. Um, And you can get certain ingredients through that way without a problem. You can get larger quantities of that ingredient or product in without a problem. Um, Now, capsules are a little different, but one way one company gets around having to get certain approval measures put in place is they say on their label to break the capsule and sprinkle it on your food, which, of course – I don't know if you've done that lately, but I—I'm I, not. it's not one of my things where I bust my caps over my food. I could probably do it over my protein oats and stir it in. It could probably take my ass off that way, but it might be a bit weird. Uh, but, you know, they put that, that as we're telling consumers to do, and they sort of get away with it. So there's a lot of things. It's a real pioneers industry. It's a real kind of frontier. It's one of those uh, – it's an interesting thing when you really think about it on a philosophical level um, – you know, it's one of the few industries where we push the boundaries on what humans can self, kind of diagnose and and you know, self. I don't want to say medicate, but they can optimize themselves with these ingredients, and they get to pick what they put in their body a little bit. And um, we always push the boundaries of trying to make that available. Like, you can get that, you can do this. This will help you sleep. Uh, and and uh, every now and then, the TGA sort of finds a problem with it, but usually. To be fair to them, it's only if something bad has happened. You know, they try to see these things coming, but they, you know, they allowed Fenerbut until a problem happened with Fenabut. You know, we didn't know that that was going to happen, Um, you know, this story that happened in in one of the states out here. Um, And it did, you know, some kids didn't know what it was. They ordered it probably in like a raw bag of powder form. Um, So, you know, there's no perfect world out there, but there's still plenty of really cool formulations that are, a okay you know dynamine's still good to go tea cream still good to go synephrine still good to go for now um you know um so you can get some great supplements in here you just have to pull out some of those stimulants that like i said in the u.s are now um being banned as well and there's just a certain limit to capsules that can be imported in one go and, and little things like that but you know there's a free trade agreement with the u.s and um they're pretty good on taxes, too. You know, if you get a pallet of stock in, Australia taxes me a little bit. We aren't moving many pallets of stock in yet. Don't get me wrong. We're still pretty small fry. Um, but, you know, it, it, hey, it's, it's not too bad. I actually am relatively happy with the way our government goes about it. Um, you know, the UK isn't much different. They have a few things that they can't get that we can, and we've got some things they can get that we can't. Um, And the U.S. has still, as far as I can tell, the most selection, even with everything that's going on at the moment, you know, obviously with Blackstone, you know, there's some heat being put under them for some stuff way back. And it's got everyone kind of double checking their stuff. Um, And then you got, you know, high tech farmer, man. I'd love to meet Jared Wheat. If I could meet that guy, man, I would buy him a beer or whatever it is. Hey, he probably doesn't. He's probably beyond beer now. He's probably formulated something better to drink that's even more intoxicating um, but, but basically, you know, he's always sort of holding them off. <laughs> you know, he's like, it's like the 300 and he's that King Leonides. Um, so he's kind of, he's kind of holds them back, but you know, so who knows what he's going to do with the DMHA side of things. But, um, you know, you've got some cool stuff and, and some cool formulations that, you know, that you don't need those things. I mean, we can let DMHA go, man. I think it's okay. It's, it's a stimulant, it's a bronchial dilator. It's, um, it makes you feel a bit weird though. I don't know about you guys, I feel a bit weird on that. I'd rather feel myself optimized than like, you know, in a whole different headspace that isn't really me. And I'm sort of going to have to, like, if my mum calls, I feel weird answering. I don't, I don't really want to be that high just to get in the gym. You know, maybe you need to have a few more carbs before your training session if you need to get so high. Uh, that you need, you know, 150, 200, 300 milligrams of DMHA. So, but yeah, that, that's sort of what. There's the, some of the high-level um, points on what you can get in and what you can't so far. If it's compliant, if it isn't some of those things that I mentioned, then yeah, you can you can ship it in, sea freight, air freight. It's up to you. Um, you pay your taxes, and you know if you can get that product into people's hands, then you got yourself a business, really. Um, sounds easy, but try picking that winner and try having that network of people that you can spread that stock around to and that trust you and that believe in the product because you said it was great. It's not that easy, you know it, it it's just like trying to formulate a product that you know you guys have been involved in. I mean, that's a careful, careful sign. you've got to be like a DJ putting together the perfect mix uh, that and then you see people enjoying it. it's like, yes, it's what I wanted. you know I love that. Um, so if you're into that and you believe in yourself and your ability to select those products, then start importing. Start your website. You know, <laughs> come, come talk to me. We'll open another cave. Bring lots of money. Um, you know, I'll need that. <laughs> so, no, yeah. that's, that's cool. I, I think um, and like some things that you were
2: just saying about, Brad, I think sometimes companies get a little lazy because they know they can throw. I was just saying this yesterday. They can throw yeah. X amount of caffeine and X amount of DMHA into a product and it'll work and people will buy it right so now you're seeing this this sort of pushback where companies are going to have to and what shocks me is i was like man these companies a lot of them don't know anything about ingredients because they're they'll be like justin i don't know what to do like what should i use instead of this and i was like you like you've never thought about this like what happens but so i think right the education part of it becomes just even more critical, not just for consumers, but for, I have a lot of companies tell me like, not out front, but they're saying like, Hey, thank you for inspiring us to go and do some research on our own or learn from you guys. So it's like now we have consumers too, where I feel like they want to ask more questions where I think a lot of times consumers anymore, we already have our mind made up kind of as we're going in. And when you go into like a retail um, supplement store. I feel like the interaction there is just critical. So if you have, right, if you have like, uh, what type of customer do you see normally? Is it someone that just kind of like walks right past you and says like I, I know what I want? Or are they usually kind of walking in saying I'm a I'm a ball of clay, man, mold me, like help me, like what? do
0: you Or is it like a mixed bag? No, that's a good question, man. Yeah, see that's the funny thing. We're trying to tap the supplement nerds. And I still get um, a, a lot of newcomers, like a huge amount. In the area we put the store in, it's kind of like this alternative part of town in Sydney. And um, it's right near a whole bunch of gyms. And we just like that area. It's always been an area I love to go. There's good coffee there. There's, there's you know, bands still play, there's, you know, some life in the town. And it's a little alternative. And we thought, hey, maybe our thing could work. Um, And but because we put ourselves in that location, we get a lot of people that are just like, Hey, I saw your Instagram. Uh, what is all this crazy stuff you know that mold me? I'm a ball of clay, and we love them. Um, I get to start them off slow on something that's really going to help. You know, we find a bit about like what they're doing, what they're trying to achieve. Uh, Maybe they're just starting the gym, and it really makes you think. You don't realize, like, holy shit, like, yeah, what should I give this person? I'm going to put some things in their body. Well, they're going to do it, but I'm going to give it to them. And I don't want them to waste any money, but at the same time, I want them to have the best stuff. So we start them off slow. Uh, We let them come back for those upgrades. You know, we don't go too crazy straight away. Um, And often what they want is energy straight away um, just to get in the gym. It's cold. You know, it's just heading into winter now in Australia. Believe it or not, we have a winter um and people are struggling to get up in the morning get into the gym and you know start a healthy habit and as much as pre-workout every day probably isn't the best thing for your adrenals over time um you burn up a little bit of your chi uh it, it is great if it helps you form a habit and start a groove and you know if it keeps you in the gym and you know getting your heart rate up burning some fats and and you know improving your strength and getting healthy then i don't think it's so bad and then they can always you know wean off and And we go from there, and we do get some people. Like I love the people that come in for nootropics. You know, uh, uh, it's growing. A lot of people just thought nootropics were like, yeah. And I mean, I have got to thank the supplement industry for kind of creating this category because really they did. Um, But more and more people are like, and when they take the good ones, you know, this is what I love because I've been I've tried them all. Anyone that I can get my hands on, and. I was even sort of given the privilege the other day of like a young Australian brand came in and dropped me off a bottle to try and wanted my opinion. And um, and they were open to it and I was honest, you know. Um, And so when someone that wants a nootropic comes in, I get a little bit excited and I try to calm myself down because I can potentially try to tell them about too many things. You know, if you just start going like this one and that one, if you want to get creative, this one, you are going to scare them off. Um, And we we realized what most people want whether they know it or not is they want improved concentration um and so there's only a few nootropics that really deliver that and that's why a non-stim like azoth is is my go-to because i know they're going to have a good time it's not going to mess them up and it's you know it's about actually delivering work not feeling a change in your psyche you know it's about what you actually deliver with this thing in your system um so we get people like that too but then there's a crowd in Australia that know what they want, and they've already worked out that you have that, and they've come to get it. Um, you know, they haven't been able to find it anywhere else, so they travel to our store. Um, they stumble on our website, and they're like shocked and uh, you know chuffed that we have it. Um, and you know, they they come in for what they want. That's that's another crowd. They're, they're sort of like supplement nerd crowd slash stim junkie crowd. So you know they. They're constantly craving that that hit of energy. Um, and it's usually pre-workout is, is a big part of what they supplement with and what they sort of seek. So you sort of get both, and then you get the in-between. The guys that heard about creatine years ago used to use it, getting back into it. You know, you get that mid-level knowledge person. And they're cool. We get them back into the swing, and then I can always sort of introduce them to some cool stuff, especially because we single serve. So we try to let them try things, but we sell the single serve. You know, we sell it because – It has to mean something to them. I mean, I'm not Tony Robbins, but if someone doesn't pay for the service, they won't value it. Like as soon as you give a free shaker away, I mean, it's different if you're giving them to a supplement store. I get it. They're going to use those to package deals and stuff. But if you're the supplement store and you just go, oh, hey, man, you bought a lot today. Here's a free shaker. You're going to find that shaker in the gym sitting on the bathroom basin uh, an hour or two later when you go train like i literally did the one or two times we've given something freeway i've actually found it in the gym abandoned and i know it's the damn shaker i gave him because it's in pristine condition just unwrapped and so you got to make sure that they want it bad enough to pay three bucks fifty it's not it's hey look it's just the price of a coffee um but we do that so that they then try the product they don't invest 70 bucks 80 bucks um dollars you know obviously in the u.s that's about 50 bucks you know um and you know if they genuinely like it then they could come and buy it you know and we don't really ever feel like we're coercing them into a purchase um so yeah we we get sort of you know three types of customers right at the start right at the end but there's there's kind of like this one other type that comes in occasionally um and they are from a different uh market or ilk uh and that's hopefully one of those new markets that we help create or expose and that type of person knows a bit about Chinese herbalism, knows a little bit about maybe like they've been a naturopath or they know a naturopath and they know some shit, man. Um, and they'll come in cause we've got a mushroom extract of lions, man, or something like that. And they'll be like, yeah, I saw you had that. I'm going to grab that. And they'll educate me on stuff that I didn't know about. Um, and they're, uh, they're a very interesting breed that hopefully we can actually service too. Um, uh, yeah, so, and, and they for, for me, that's the type of person that might listen to some of these podcasts that, that we probably listen to, uh, like Rhonda Patrick, to a lesser degree, Joe Rogan, and to a lesser degree, maybe Aubrey Marcus as well, who started a pretty cool thing down there, but it's, it's kind of its own thing, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's some of the people we see, but we, we do a lot of molding, you know, we're, we're, we're starting from scratch with a lot of people, which gives me hope. Um, that there's a whole new market we can create and service uh, down here. So hopefully that helps answer that question.
1: Yeah, yeah. awesome. No, dude, I, I wanted to just go back to one thing is when you said you started off, you had a website and then you guys moved also in, then into retail. And I know we've, just um, looking at my phone, We got another question. Someone was asking about, and it's one of the favorite questions about e-commerce and Amazon and competing with online um, and I've also noticed that depends, like, country to country and, like, region to region. I know we've done, you know, do business in, in, in like, Asia, South Asia. Like, they don't do, like, e-commerce isn't very big there. It's still, like, retail and going into stores. Um, so I wanted to hear about your strategy of, you know, going retail, like, having a physical location because you use online marketing so much and how those two complement. And then I also want you to kind of, if you could kind of speak about your like your product selection, like you, even though you have a store and there's more like fixed costs sometimes with having a store, you're not afraid to take risks on new products, and I think that's very interesting because I think a lot of, especially in the international markets where you know there isn't a whole lot available like there is in the states, a lot of the international retailers they only stock the like C4s and the Muscle Techs. Um but you know yours different you will go on and, and take a chance on smaller brands or brands that are not very well known so if you could kind of speak about that because I think they're all kind of related in your business philosophy
0: yeah, you know it's interesting you should mention that um I was kind of shocked when I got into the business so we started online um and e commerce is always a pain in the ass um you you' got to figure out a lot of stuff that's just like um fiddly you're like ah you know it does your head in and then you, you get your ebay store you know there's a lot of people in australia that probably still shop on ebay amazon hasn't really taken off here for supplements um and that's because they're very stringent in what you can post up and the descriptions and whatnot and not many it's new so not many people are shopping on there anyway so it's kind of hard from both ends and then you've got a website right and look it's up to you how much you want to pour into adwords and things that probably won't do a whole lot anyway because you're not adding any value. Like, let's be honest. If I just pump money into an ad to tell you that I've got C4 that you can get somewhere else, what value am I adding you as a retailer? What's better about my C4 than Nutrition Warehouse? It's got 33 stores and a great online website. Nothing better, nothing different. It's nothing you need. You've already got it. Um, so, the reason why we're so um, open to new products is that's our point of difference. Uh, you know, we can't shy away from. That became what we are. So we have to do it, uh, especially if I see potential. We've got to go balls out and um, get that stock in so that we have something to add value with. We have an offer for you that you can't get anywhere else. And it's right here. We'll ship it quick. We'll get it to you. We'll give you the benefit of, of shopping within Australia for that product. And we won't charge you any more than it should be. We're not going to put a massive cream on top and kind of, we, we never, ever want our, anyone that shops with us. To feel like we were taking them for a ride you know just because it was hard to get or something we just slap an extra 20 bucks on we just try to do it with a fair margin for us which is part of the the benefit of the risk of bringing in a new product Uh, because we're not going through distributor we're going direct um but also fair for the customer so we usually calculate the us into the aus dollars and then work out what the shipping would be and maybe halve that shipping or whatever or if the price looks good already we just go with that you know um so that's where we have got comfortable taking a risk. And, you know, i tell you the other thing, and it, this is going to blow your mind. Um, people don't come in asking for muscle tech. Like, they don't come in asking for C4 that much. Uh, you know, to be fair, they do ask for C4 a little bit. That that brand, that, you know, Cellucor did something pretty special there. The kid that had stocks in that, or I heard some story the other day about some guy who's rich now and, like, sold out, and he's doing, he's on the, he's in the Bahamas right now, just killing it. Um but they don't come in asking for muscle tech. They might come in asking for optimum nutrition, and I can just tell them, yeah, but I got rule one, same company, better flavors. Because we got a small store, we can't have all. I mean, that's the other thing. You walk into most supplement stores in Australia, and straight away you've got six types of protein, but they're the same product, just a different brand. And I can't understand why we're presenting six options of the same thing to a customer. Like, that's a little weird. And, you know, I get it if there's good, better, best, like, uh, you know, MuscleTech maybe is best, say, uh, you know, Optimum's better. And then, you know, the good one is some cheap brand. Like, but it, it ain't like that. They all do in their own range all the types of protein you're going to need. They probably all come out of the same factory. So we pick whatever's best in class for our back line, back line being the essentials that you've got to have your C4, Uh, a good protein with an isolate and a concentrate and a mass gainer and so on. Um, So we put all that together and, you know, I don't really have a problem uh, where people are coming in and, oh, damn, I really wanted muscle tech. Um, We, you know, we carry the one fat burner that they do ask for from muscle tech. We work that out pretty quick. Maybe it's just our neighborhood, every store, you got to curate your store to your neighborhood. Uh, I have no doubt about that, even though we only have one store right now, if we did a second one. I would be curating that store the whole time, just listening to what people ask for. Um, Fortunately, those consumers are really cool because they ask for what they want. If they want it, you know, they know what they want. They'll say the name, uh, or they'll they'll forget it and they'll be like a friend. I got a picture, but at the end of the day, you work it out, and then you just just put that in your store for those guys. You've been asked several times. You know they need it, and then from there, it's easy to take them into another product. People that buy supplements are experimental people in most cases. Um, they have their few things that they know that work and they like to stick to, but they're always willing to try a new pre-workout. They're always willing to try a new nootropic. In fact, a lot of them don't buy the same thing twice with pre-workout. With nootropic, they usually stick with a good one when they find it. You know, They're always willing to try another one, but they always go back to their go-to. Um, but, you know... Uh, so it's funny how a lot of us, and this is kind of what I was referring to when I was saying we're new to the game and we kind of come with some fresh perspective. Uh, a lot of stores, I think, might think they need products. Um, maybe they just pick up what the distributors have because it's easy and it is hard, believe me, ordering off 20, 30, 40 different suppliers. Um, but I just love it. So it doesn't feel hard to me. I'm going shopping every time. Um but, you know, maybe they can find a little bit to what's available through those three or four distributors and they just stick with that. Um, but at the end of the day, man, consumers, um, they're not necessarily demanding those products. They're just the ones that have flooded the market, you know. Uh, that's just that that pump and dump vibe. That, that's the old um, megastore mentality, you know. The boutique uh, curated store is rising up now. Um, not just in the supplement industry. You'll see a lot of it. A lot of those hipstery stores, you know, they got seven types of coffee. One's, you know, uh, cassowaries crapped it out and it's like extra special. Um, and you they let you smell the beans. And you like that stuff because it's like, oh, I'm really in this special new little niche. And, you know, maybe you even pay a little more. You don't really care. I mean, coffee's a whole different thing. but um, And so I feel like that megastore mentality is a little bit archaic. And that's why we've come in with our nimble, fresh, new range you know, best-in-class products in each area um, and some new stuff they haven't seen before. And they're not that hard to convert into that stuff. Uh, they're pretty open to it. You know, not that type of consumer. It's not like a supermarket shopper that wants to get the same Paul Newman red sauce that they've always been buying. They're much more flexible and they're much more open to improving themselves. So, yeah, that's, um, that's kind of our take on that. And that's, it's actually worked well for us. It's given people a reason to come to us Uh, Versus go to someone else, and occasionally I get gazumped. You know, I bring a product in for a while, and of course we're a little too small to, um, how would you say, um, cordon off the market. You know, if you're big enough and you really think a product's going to be good, you buy so much of it and you make it exclusive and you you prevent anyone else from getting in on that action. Um, We we don't have that ability yet. Too much. You know, we rely on a little bit of a you know good faith uh, uh, electronic handshake sort of stuff. And you know, we just try to support our suppliers and then usually it grows from there. But sometimes um, we'll bring, bring in a brand and someone else will get it and they'll sort of take it off us and they might um, you know, cut the price on us and whatnot and, hey, we're just going to match it then and it'll just be one of the products that we have but we'll no longer necessarily be unique in having. And that's okay. We're the ones that brought them in and got them to the market in Australia and we still can always feel proud of ourselves for that and that's cool. And it's great that those guys end up doing well too. It's not a bad thing. Um, and we just keep doing what we do and take it as a compliment. You know, you just got to take that as a compliment.
2: Yeah, I think it was it was really cool what you just touched on there about and I think it kind of ties back into the whole being a consumer first and sort of getting in the space because you realize I think where we, especially in, in the States, we've seen some some retailers go wrong is they forget they think short term they forget the long-term right we talk about it all the time on here like the long-term value of a customer in the supplement space is fucking insane because yeah we're experimental um you could there's supplements now from the time you're a teenager or you know just beyond 18 to until you're 120 years old maybe you know what i mean so you could be spending a hundred dollars a month for the next 80 years so it's like guys you know like you coming in fresh fresh ideas you understand that because you you're, you're part of that. You're like, this is what I would want to see. So it's kind of unique how you're seeing um, this pushback against that whole, well, as soon as that person comes in, we need to make this sale because we make X amount of money on that particular product. Whether it works for that person or not, we're not concerned about it. That's totally just antiquated thinking that's going by the wayside, which is kind of cool. But um, to go a little further with that, you guys are really successful with social media, and not only interacting with your customers, but also, uh, staying up with like what's new, like in the industry. So I know like it's kind of obvious in a way, but like how do you use social media? Like or how much, especially as a smaller place, does social media play like an integral part of not only consumers and connecting with them, but also with connecting with brands?
0: Yeah, it's, it's been the biggest tool, uh, in our game. Um, uh... It's It's a very interesting story because I mean, I open the store, and of course it was kind of like crickets, right, like there's nothing to do, like you cut your stock, you've got no money, um you got a phone and a, and a laptop, and you just start thinking, uh, you know you know some of the best ideas and the the best things come out of you when you actually kind of restrict the amount of options you have, you know you probably know what I mean, Prady like. When when if someone just dropped like three million bucks in my account, I'd probably be doing a far worse job because I wasn't forced to kind of use the tools I had around me to the best of my ability. Um, I just could pay for that and someone would have done it and wouldn't have had our unique blood, sweat and tears in it. Um, and so what I did was I just started using the phone as much as I could. And we met a PT in the area very early on who all he does is the Insta story. He walks around the streets in between his clients when he goes home, holding the phone in front of his face, just talking to it. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, I don't know what this guy's doing. Um, And he started coming in. He was this kooky character at first. I didn't really understand him. His name's Tyson, Uh, you know, Tyson, right? Um, But um, soon I got to know him and I realized, like, this kid is a workhorse, man. Like, this kid gets up at 4 a.m., He's like, he's into Gary Vee, that kind of vibe, you know, um, very, very much the Azoth vibe. Um, he gets up at 4am, some ungodly hour. Uh, he doesn't eat a single carb. I think he does eat carbs. That was a joke. Um, and he just stories from start to finish adding value, value, value to his customers. Uh, you know, his clients, uh, talking about how to calculate their calories. He uses the same content a lot. Uh, so I saw that and I was just like, well, we got to do this. Like I got to do this. I got to start filming what I'm doing. Um, and so instead of, um, you know, it's not planned content uh, at all, uh, especially with the stories. Obviously, the posts, we, we plan those a little bit. Um, we try to keep up with that. And, and we realize videos were way better for posts. You know, do a still, do a video, do a still, do a video, do a video and just drop some some info, drop drop a solution to a problem that they might be having and explain a product. Just explain a product, you know. I realized no one's even explaining products. The reps that come in, some great people, but a lot of them, they may not even know much about the products. And I'm not talking science nerds. They don't have to be nerds. I don't think that's necessary. But they should just know the basics of how it makes them feel or something like that. And it's even 50-50 then. So we thought, well, shit, put that out and then just story what I'm doing all day because literally that's what I do all day. I want to try something. And we, I've never really gotten in front of everything we have to try So I've never run out of content. I've never run out of something to talk about. I've never run out of what I took that morning um, that helped me for the day or that I decided I needed right now because I was feeling a bit flat. So I just story that, story that, story some people that come in, have a laugh. We don't really try to present a fake image, um, you know, and we, we don't really stop. We just let it be what we're already doing. Um, so that was the major thing. And then we didn't even realize this, but what happened was because it looked like we were worth giving a product to, because we'd actually sort of share that content and that information, we started getting better relationships with suppliers, even when we weren't buying much. Cause you know, we didn't have a lot of money. We still don't have a lot of money, uh, but things are going a lot better than I thought they would. I thought I was, I thought I was done, man. Um, uh, we But we did have a lot of value that we were trying to add with the content. And so, what tended to happen is they'd let us buy just six units or whatever. Um, and, you know, a, a little bit of this and a little bit of that because they were like, well, look, at least this kid um, is going to, you know, grab it, talk about it, share it. We can repost it, give some content. It yeah, put some effort in. And um, so, it started to uh, get a little respect when really we, we didn't have much to to kind of we couldn't pay for that respect um and then that opened up some international people that started chatting with us and we chat back and we we honestly you know seem to care about the products and genuinely like products and you know seem to know a few things about products so all of a sudden um like-minded companies and um ceos of companies have started chatting with us more and it's been mind-blowing you know that's what that was always a dream come true for me you know I always wanted to be talking to people like you guys, um, like-minded people that are doing well in an industry that they actually are passionate about, and you know it's starting to work because it's just genuine, um, and we just stick the phone in front of it. That's all. Just capture it. So yeah, it's uh, you got to just press I mean, that button.
1: It's fascinating because I, I, I think what I like the most is um, when you're talking about providing value, but also I, you know, this is the one of the uh, podcasts Justin and I have done too, but. You know, a lot of times I think a lot of people think that because they're small, like, it's a disadvantage, but you can actually make it a massive advantage because, like I've always said, you know, you can't do what the big guys are doing. You cannot, but the big guys can't do what you're doing either. So doing things like talking to your suppliers, DMing them, providing value, like big, big, big corporations, they can't do that, you know, anymore. They don't have – they're too big. So you can kill it where you can kill it, and you can still grow from there, and I think that's – um you know, a massive takeaway, man, but I, I'm just uh, listening to you speak and I know we're going to have to, uh, do another, another follow up episode. There's, there's no <laughs> way like, uh, you, you're, you're very good at this. Uh, you know, by the way, very good at podcasting. You can tell that you're a pro at this. So we definitely have to get you on, uh, for another month, another one, man. Um, unfortunately we are uh, running out of time for, for this one. Um, and, yeah, man. Thanks, dude. Thanks so much for coming on. I, I was just, uh, usually Justin and I Blending. speak quite a bit on, 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 the, on the show and I, and I, and I felt like uh, <laughs> I haven't said a word. And I'm just listening to you uh, speak, which, which rarely happens, man. So uh, kudos to you, dude, for what you're doing. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. Um, and just to wrap it up, where can people find your stuff if they haven't already? Like where can they find you on Instagram? Where can they look, look up your store?
0: Yeah, sure. Look, it's just The Cave Nutrition Store. So it's just all one word. You can put that into Google, find the website. That's the same for the Insta. It's just The Cave Nutrition Store. You can DM me anytime. i got nothing to do. I just stay in my store all day It takes supplements and unpack deliveries really slowly, actually. My fiancé is always very disappointed in my performance. Um, <laughs> So yeah, you just hit us up. You know, we're just genuinely just real people in a little store. Uh, and you know, if you're in Sydney, uh, come to Newtown and hang out. We'll make you a smoothie. Uh, you know, give you a nootropic, and we'll, we'll talk some talk some shit. <laughs> awesome, man! Yeah, <laughs>
2: absolutely. The whole time, like right when the first like ten minutes of this podcast, I was like, well, we definitely have to do another one because
1: Kane,
0: I'd love to.
2: A lot yeah. more to talk about for sure. This is this has been awesome, man. Because it's been really cool for me too. Because I just, I only know a little bit about you, um, just from you guys as a relationship. So, right. I had to remember that I had to ask you questions like during this whole thing. Cause I was just kind of listening. I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're doing, we got do another one for sure. 100. But I appreciate, definitely appreciate your time and, um, the information that the right thinking about value, the value for people that are going to listen to this. I can't.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait to get this up. This is going to be awesome. I'm I'm honored. I'm absolutely honored, guys. Um, Yeah, I appreciate um, you getting me on. And I'd love to come back. And I'll I'll let you talk a little more next time. I I don't know. I just... uh, (laughs) I got a problem apparently. No, no, no. This is a compliment. This is a good thing.
1: We want you to speak and, and give us yeah. value because then it, it makes our job jobs easier. And I know people want to hear about all their stories and all that. So thanks again, man. Um, That's we'll definitely, great. We'll stay in touch. Um, of course, we'll be uh, shooting you you know messages, and you and I talk uh, all the time. So let's uh, continue yeah. uh, you know that ongoing, man. And uh, yeah, dude, have a good rest of your night. Uh, and, uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome, man. Thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate you, man.
0: No worries, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Right. Take care. Okay.